In this episode, we're going to talk to Max Mascaloni, a Gaggia enthusiast who renovates espresso machines in his garage. And we're going to talk to him about everything from hacking your Gaggia Classic Pro to hating on latte art and a lot in between. This recording was made on the 11th of April, 2020. <laughs> I told you to say that. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the. So personally, I've I've been going through a few um, local roasters. Uh, some of them are valid. Some of them are not so valid. Mm. There is a good one from Windsor, uh, Brew Up Co- Brew Up Coffee. Okay, I don't think I've heard of them. Yeah, try them. They're actually quite good. I mean, the guy has been overwhelmed recently because he decided to do. Um, flyers and uh, obviously since you can't order anything now uh, people have been flocking to his website and uh, he's doing good business but he ran out of everything <laughs> yeah okay so, he's, run out of what? he's run out of beans yeah jesus okay. well he wasn't he wasn't expecting that much of a turnaround but it's it's obvious for this for this period because you have to shelter in place it's very difficult to get any order from anywhere so you have a local brewery that can deliver coffee it's one of the one less thing that you have to put in the in the deliveries and you can actually get it um regularly ah. so that is something that is i think it's sensible to do now and i think that small um, small roasteries uh, they're going to exploit it at the moment because and it's going to be good for them yeah because yeah, I, I hope so. You know, that was one of my questions. I was going to leave it to the end, but I, I may as well ask you now, which was, what do you think is going to happen to the industry after after this COVID-19? Um, as long as they can actually keep um, keep sending stuff, that's uh, that's fine. Uh, you, if you can work from, uh, from home, so as I said, roasteries, uh, it's fine. They're, they're going to be fine. It's the, the coffee shop that, that yeah. they're going to close or not open because it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a nasty business. It's a, it's a ruthless because it's very you, difficult. And, and for the, um, the, the machine makers as well, because they're obviously dependent upon coffee shops buying their yeah, equipment. Exactly. exactly. So I mean, the one that, them. uh, the one that I refurbished, the one, the coffee machine, the gadget, the 90 that, uh, you contacted me about. Yeah. Uh, that's sitting in my in my house at the moment because I can't use it. I can't. So uh, sorry, I can't use it. For me, it's pointless to use it because we are in two in the house. So heating up thirteen liters of water for uh, for a couple of coffees is a little bit of an overkill. <laughs> You'd have to be seriously dedicated. Well, I mean, it makes an amazing coffee. We both love it, me and the wife. But uh, <laughs> it's. There's only yeah, so much you can drink. Yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly sensible to to turn to turn that beast on to for to coffee. <laughs> um, so, th- the idea was that for, to be to be rehomed in a in a coffee shop, but obviously nobody's even thinking about opening one now because you can't. Right. You think it's going to? Uh, you think w- once the lockdown finishes, there will be a take up again? 
in demand for coffee shops? Or? Very likely. It's uh, probably, but it's one of those things that it's, it's a luxury, first of all. It's a social thing, so it's a social gathering. Mm. So it really depends how it goes with the, with the COVID uh, virus because it's, it's really, it really depends how, if, the, if they manage to make a vaccine, for example, that should be okay. Uh, but right. if you still have to keep social distancing, mm, I think that's unlikely that uh, places like pubs and coffee shops are going to pick up easily. Right. And, and I think people are worried about there, about there being a, a second wave. Well, there um, will be. If, if they don't, uh, if they don't come up with a vaccine, there will be a second wave and a third wave. I mean, every time that uh, <laughs> there is one infection, that's all you need. Right, right. So, I mean, for me as a as a cafe owner, I, I can tell you that um, you know I, I've I've got no expectations of opening anytime, reopening anytime soon. Oh, and when I do reopen, I think it's going to be probably with half the staff. Um, that yeah. that's the reality. I, I I don't expect to be I don't expect to be busy for for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, that is that is sensible. Uh, it's it's what people should expect. It's unrealistic to expect that uh, all of a sudden, puff, we're gonna yeah, it's, every, everything is fine. Everyone's gonna be going out again. Mm. Yeah. So let's move on to something uh, more more upbeat. We got yes. to get out of the way. We have <laughs> to get that out of the way. <laughs> so uh, I'll mark that as the miserable section of the uh, <laughs> uh, of the conversation. Uh, but uh, but. But tell me how you got. I mean, this is the this is the question that was really burning me. It's like, how do you start renovating espresso machines? This can't have been something you woke up one day and just thought, you know what, I'm going to do. I'm going to go online and learn how to renovate espresso. Oh no, machines. I don't go online. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked it up. You know, I, there's now there's courses on uh, there's courses on on maintenance. Is that where you started? Really? Tell me a story. Yeah, I found one in Italy. No. I really I was very tempted to go, but you know. <laughs> No, I justify it. So I've always been surrounded by coffee machines and by gadget coffee machines because my, my dad was quite keen in coffee as well. So we've always had a, a good one. Um, and I've always, I've always liked espresso. So it's always been something that I had around. The worst coffee machine I had was an espresso one, but they, they are good because they actually they're very consistent and if you look for consistency th there's nothing better than that right the, you know the coops you're uh, right an espresso one uh, it's actually those ones are so consistent that um, some scientists use them to extract um to to make extractions of natural products they modify like them to take to be able to take solvents and to tweak the temperature and they use them to extract um, to extract natural products because they're very consistent and they only extract at a certain pressure. Oh my God! I had no idea. <laughs> there it's is crazy. a group. So they're using these. I, I, yeah, I think they're lying. I think they're they're secretly in there. They just wanted a, they wanted a coffee machine and, and <laughs> no, it's a, a Brazilian. Budget, so they pretended. <laughs> it's a Brazilian group, and um, they 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 do this because it's a cheap it's a cheap uh, option. Right, <laughs> it's a hack. They've well, hacked. Yeah, exactly. 
They've hacked some uh, chemical extraction rather than paying the big bucks for uh, for some for industrial machine. Yeah, they've repurposed the gazier to. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, what they do is they they fill up one of the capsules of the, the Nespresso capsules, modified mm -hmm. in methyl, uh, with leaves or whatever with whatever they have to extract from. Right. And they use that to extract, and they use uh, different solvents. And that is the same principle of uh, supercritical fluid extraction. So instead of using solid, uh, sorry, liquid CO2, they use uh, they use solvents at a high pressure, and uh, and and you get very consistent extractions. There is actually a paper on it. Really? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kid you not. I, I saw it at a conference in two thousand, the two thousand seventeen, I think, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> Incredible. It's, it's yeah. It was so excellent. your dad was into your dad was into into Gazier yes, Express sorry. machines. Yeah. So um, my family is always we're always been in uh, coffee machines, and uh, we always had um, a, a Gaja, either a, a classic or a Gaja Espresso. And the last one we had back in Italy was um, a Saeco Gran Crema, which is the the Gaja. Uh, still Gaja after Philips bought it. Uh -huh. uh, it's with the pressurized porta filter, but it, it actually makes very good coffee. Um, we've always had one of those, and uh, we used to take it every time we, we used to go to the to the seaside. We used to take the coffee machine with us because there is a Gaja service. <laughs> well, there is a Gaja service there on the seaside oh, where we used to. Oh, okay. And there is a guy that actually was doing the you know the descaling, the servicing, and um, sandblasting the, the inside ah and uh, so that's how you that's how we kept it up and running and we had a you know a, a gadget espresso for i think 10 years we changed it just because we wanted to because um and then yeah, nothing i've so i've always had a, a decent coffee machine and um once we bought the house with my wife uh, and we moved I wanted to get something nice to, for for the coffee, and uh, mm. I started looking around for um, for cheap coffee machines in on, um, on Facebook, Facebook marketplace. Mm -hmm. marketplace. And I came across the the previous one I had it was um, uh, Gadget Espresso Deluxe, which is uh, I mean it's it's good. It doesn't have mm -hmm. the the three way solenoid valve, but it's it's a it's a Gadja at the end of the day. It's it's a it's a good machine. If right. you get um, what is it called, Gadja Evolution? Now it's mm -hmm. uh, exactly the same. Okay. They just change the plastic around, so the the, the insides are, are are always the, the same. The insides of those Gadja is actually pretty pretty simple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's uh, either with uh, with a brew group with um with um with a spring, which is the the espresso deluxe. Mm -hmm. Or with a three-wave solenoid valve, and right. that whether you have it on uh, on the normal one or whether you have it on the you know the full-blown uh, bar style one, mm -hmm. it's exactly the same material. It's still a brass brew head with uh, with a brass uh, porta filter, mm -hmm. uh, and whether you have the, the the professional one or the home one, they are exactly the same weight. Gotcha. So 
So you started with those machines, and and would you just you? you were just so I, I bought it for uh, fifteen pounds. No, sorry, twelve pounds. <laughs> okay, twelve pounds, and uh, less, basically less than a bag of coffee. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I got it for twelve pounds, and um, it, it was doing very nice coffee, and I mean, also it was being stored for a very long time, and uh, probably the previous owner didn't really care much about it. And uh, also my wife didn't, didn't really like the idea of using it without cleaning it. So I said, you know what? I take mm-hmm. it apart completely mm-hmm. and I clean it up and scale it. You know, it's, it's actually quite simple. The scaling is uh, chemistry, pure chemistry. Uh, you just add either, either, either a household descaler. Uh-huh. The, the Chili bang is actually pre- pretty good. It's quite aggressive. <laughs> right. Because I'm yeah, buying all that expensive stuff, you know, from, well, you from Amazon. Use, uh, yeah, you can use phosphoric acid, but phosphoric acid, then you have to consider that it's quite a, it's quite corrosive. You have right. to handle it uh, correctly. If you don't have a massive buildup of lime scale, you don't really need that much. I've used the phosphoric acid for the, for the D90, but that was a different story. I'll tell you later. Uh, okay. Then, that needed something, <laughs> something strong. Yeah, but okay, all right. Um, so how often, as a matter of interest, how often do you descale? I mean, should you be descaling your, your? Let's if you take a home, a home uh, espresso machine and a commercial espresso machine, how often should you be going through the descaling process? Once a year is normally enough if you filter the water. If you if you don't, um, probably once every two hours. Mm-hmm. Because. <laughs> Uh, because the, the the water here is very hard. It's very hard, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it really depends where you are. If you are um, north, so Midlands area, the the water is softer, so you can get away with less. Uh, there is this. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. There's this Kickstarter. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I'll I'll, I'll send it to you later. But it's a um, it's a type of water filter meant specifically for coffee. Oh. And I think James Hoffman did a review of it early on and said it was actually pretty good. I think he did a sort of a scientific breakdown on the chemistry and and the tasting um, oh. of it before and after with it. And and it, and it came through very good, very positive. So I bought a couple, oh, but nice. one from my dad's birthday, one for myself. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it hasn't come through yet because I think it's it, it's it's pre-orders only at the moment. But I'm hoping I it's – uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's been the, it's it's been a problem for um it's a problem for the the home barista community, isn't it? Though the, the well, getting good, good water. Yeah, because if you get too much lime scale and too much uh, calcium, then it doesn't it doesn't create enough crema because it uh, it prevents uh, the the tensioactive uh, components to to act as tensioactive. So you're actually you're actually precipitating some of it with the acids of the oils and uh, they don't, they don't do the foam. Right. I know, it's it's foam what you just said, but, but okay. <laughs> so, but it's also for the flavors. I know that for, um, for extracting the flavors, you need to have the right balance of magnesium and, and sodium. Yes. And that's the hard thing to do. So you can take out uh, what, what they call total dissolvable solids. You can take those out um, mm-hmm. with, with various basic filters but you, what you can't do is you can't rebalance it so that you've got the right proportions of magnesium and uh, and sodium to to be able to extract the best flavors out of the coffee. And I think this is what that product does. 
I see. Well, that to be honest, that I think is a little is a little too much for for my for, for my thinking. It's 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 beyond what what's necessary. Do you think? Yes. Yes. But I we think like it's that I mean, and, you know, don't don't take away my absolutely. fun. I like my <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously. I mean, you're talking to a person that at the moment owns five coffee machines. So... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't you lecture me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in no position to tell you that, okay, maybe the filters are too much. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's just go back a second. You got five coffee machines. Well, I mean, uh, I have two work, three working and two in pieces. Okay. What, what are they? Let's go through them. So I what have, have um, the, the Gadget Espresso Deluxe that is my backup one. And uh-huh. uh, so the one that I refurbished, the first one that I refurbished, and it was just as a hobby to find something to to keep myself busy without needing to go uh, places. Because I do I do kite surfing in my free time. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And that's of course you need to drive, and it's the whole day thing. And I was looking for something you can you know come home. I have two hours at night. What can I do? Oh, this this is something I like to do because I deal with similar instrument all day. Mm-hmm. because of my job so i know what i'm doing in there mm-hmm. and uh, i can work in my shed so that was the thing so i have the gadget espresso deluxe i have a very rare apparently gadget paros okay which is uh, a funny looking one that came out in the i think in 2000 or something um they didn't they didn't make it for very long because it's it's odd it's actually odd. Right. It lo- I think it looks gorgeous, but it's it's a bit funny. It's uh, the one that has the the grinder include um, together with the coffee machine. Okay. So you, you have, have the grinder on one side. Sorry. You're gonna have to send me some pictures of that. Oh sure, absolutely. Uh, it's got the grinder on on the left side and um, the coffee machine on the on the right hand side. It's uh, I think it looks very nice. The, the only downside of that is that the grinder is very messy because it's a it's a a conical bar grind, grinder and uh, uh-huh. the pieces under the, the the grinder are in plastic so you can oh. only imagine how static it becomes oh yeah 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 so you have most of the coffee that actually goes in the porta filter and then you have the the rest that goes everywhere but everywhere else right yeah i've actually stumbled across a secret uh, a secret shame of mine which is an inability to 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 clean grinders. I, I have the most um, brutally. <laughs> I don't know how efficient it is, but I, I have like a, a very very crude uh, understanding of grinder cleaning. <clears throat> but and I have to talk quietly here because my my wife's in the other room. Uh, but uh, but she <laughs> likes she likes. She likes a uh, uh, she likes very low quality coffee and 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 it drives me nuts. Um, so she'll put she'll put cheap beans in there, and and then I'll come in afterwards with my uh, beautiful expensive, you know, <laughs> beans I just paid thirty pounds for or something, and 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 it'll come out tasting disgusting. And I'll realize because I I still got the leftovers from her from her cheap beans from Tesco's that are stuck in the damn grinder. So. So cleaning this grinder has become a daily, daily task for me. And I, I, I'm really not, I'm not good technically. So basically my cleaning process involves uh, taking the, taking the, the hopper off 
and then uh, holding the machine upside down and vigorously shaking it. (laughs) (laughs) To an extent, it works. <laughs> Do you know what? It damn well does work. And and so uh I'm sure that I'm sure that I will be the laughing stock of every serious uh, coffee professional out there. But ah, if uh, you do it often me. enough, you can actually get away with it because it doesn't <laughs> the oils don't get stuck to the to the to the moving parts. Right. Well, I do this literally every morning. It is now every morning I go down there and she doesn't know I do this. Um but uh yeah, so then I measure out just exactly the right amount of obviously beans that I put in. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, so well, that you have to consider uh, the, the the carryover also the, the, what what you have in uh, it is, and I get and I got quite a bit of yeah, there's quite a bit of that. So yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. So you've got so you're going through your list of machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so these two. Then I have mm-hmm. um, the D90, which is I mean it's potentially working. It's just that it's it's a pain in the ass to 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 put to put up because you have to you know, uh, plug in the, 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 the water because it goes through the pump. Then you have to fill the machine and then you have to disconnect two of the heating elements because that beast takes about uh, 5.2 kilowatts. Right. So you can't quite attach it to, to, the, to the plug. No. <laughs> uh, but if you take, if you, if you unplug two, two of the heating elements of the three heating elements it has, then you can because uh-huh. it runs on two, on two kilowatts. Right. So it's like a kettle. Yeah. Okay. I understand. So, and, but does it, does that not affect, oh, I see you're talking about from the group heads. What uh, heating elements are you referring to? No, no. The inside. So it's, um, it's a heat exchanger. So you have a boiler. Yeah. 13 liter boiler. Uh, inside there is a, there is a heating element that has six, uh, sorry, three elements. Oh, they're all for the boiler? So all elements yeah. are on the boiler? There's none? Because I know that there's some machines now, they have the heating elements. Yeah, no, 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 no. Consider, consider that that's, that's an old one. So okay, that doesn't have fancy stuff. And I, I think, personally, I think it's superfluous to have so many heating bits because at the end of the day, if you, if you have the coffee machine on all day, it will balance itself out. Right. That, that's what it does. The only thing that you can do, actually, is that it might overheat. Yeah. So instead of having heating heating elements in the in the brew head, you actually want cooling elements. Right. So there are some that have some sort of a recirculation of cold water in the in the brew head, which I I think they're worth it. But- yeah, that's interesting. I know that when we when we're making uh, espresso, we always let a little bit of water out just before. Um, exactly, and that's yeah. that's because you get. Um, otherwise it can be uh, too hot correct correct especially if you so, don't make enough coffee uh, yeah it depends on right so if you're making one coffee right off the other you're okay but if it's been sitting there for, for 20 minutes exactly. yeah for sure Consider so that- was, so the first machine you rebuilt was a gagia and you're, and yes. you're big on gagia or, or are you are you going to expand into into different machines i have uh, so the one that is currently in bits is a nova simonelli oscar 2 Ah, that's right. I remember you saying, yeah. Um, that's um, I got it for um, what was it? Hmm, I don't remember. I think something around eighty pounds, eighty-five. Mm. Um, because the the basically the, somehow the heating element got uh, welded into the the boiler. 
Jeez. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I have no idea how, how that happened. <laughs> I was I tried to remove it, but uh, no. Uh, so I, I will have to order a new boiler and a new a new element. Uh, so that's sitting at the moment because I don't think that um, they're going to be in any work. rush from Italy to no, make a new boiler. No, I they're working. That's, uh, yeah, they're, and they're based in the north of Italy as well. I think they've been hit pretty hard. No, 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 no. They're in the south. Uh, Nuova Simonelli is uh, from, uh, I think, is from the center south. But mm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they're... God, there's a it, towards the 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 west, and then they're slightly in there. They're not far from the from the sea, um, but uh, I thought yeah. they were about about a little bit more than halfway up. Um, I don't know. I'm but okay, now. I'm gonna Google it. No, I'm not because yeah, oh, I'm typing on the wrong keyboard. Uh, I've got this loud, loud keyboard. If I start typing mechanical keyboard, it's going to clack and annoy everybody. <laughs> so Noah Simonelli is from oh yeah it doesn't say obviously here but I'm anyway type it. i'm pretty sure it's uh simonelli i'm gonna type simonelli factory italy it's uh beginning with an m i'm sure it begins with an m march Modena. march ah the market Marche, okay, okay, yeah, thank okay, you for so that's close uh, to Bologna, actually southern of Bologna, so that's uh, central Italy. Yeah, okay, central. All right, uh, so we while, split the difference. Yeah, so uh, Gaggia is from Milan, and a, a lot of the uh, coffee machines and um, um, grinding equipment is actually from the north of Italy. Right. Funny enough. Uh, Gaggia, uh, Faema, they're both from, from north Italy. Um, there is uh, Matzer, the you know the grinders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Matzer is uh, is a typical uh, northern uh, surname. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. Mazer's a surname, like a uh, like. There's lots of Mister Mazers out there. Yeah, could be. It could be. Uh, I think it's uh, it could be easily from the Alps because it sounds a bit German. So it could be either from the Alps or from Venice, the Venice area. Okay. Or you know, one thing I wanted to ask you, you know, when we were on the, on the, on the Facebook group yep. and we were talking and I said, see if you can find one of these. And you laughed and you said, mate, if I find one of those, I'm keeping it for myself. <laughs> yes. Those Electras, uh, the vintage yes. Electras. But you know what I'm really fascinated with? And I'm fascinated with the, the lever, uh, the lever pull espresso machines. Yeah. Um, I really want to get a good one for home. What would you recommend? What's the... Oh, that I have no idea. I've never, I've never uh, challenged myself with one of those, to be honest. Um, so I, I'm not even sure how they work, actually. <laughs> I, mean, I, think that, I think you charge it by pulling the lever down and then you let go of the lever and there is a spring that delivers the coffee, but right. I'm not sure. There's, there's a couple. There's one that works like that. I think that's probably the more... That's going to be more consistent. Um but there's many others where you just you 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 are the pressure, so you pull down, and you you're trying oh. to keep the nine bars, and there's like a little meter there showing how much pressure you're putting in, and you got to kind of keep it consistent. My dad's got one of these. He's got an ancient, ancient. I think it's La Pavoni. Um, oh yeah, okay. Uh, one of those, and he he shows it off all the time, and he actually makes really terrible coffee. Uh, but nobody, stopped, uh, nobody wants to tell him because he's so proud of the whole process. I don't think the thing's ever been cleaned. Um, but uh, I want to have one of those machines. I want to have a lever machine. Uh, 
I don't know if you've heard of Flair. Have you heard of Flair? No. Go check out Flair Espresso. Uh, just spelled like it, it, it sounds. or Yeah, Flair, F-L-A-I-R, Espresso. And they do these lever machines. Like They're a couple hundred quid. Maybe you can get even less than that. You can get them. Um, but they're getting a pretty good review. It's a little bit of effort to go into making your espresso. It's like a corkscrew. Yeah. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Like one of those fancy wine openers. Yeah. But they look ugly. <laughs> you think they look ugly? I don't know. I, I quite like them. I quite like I them. I guess, how, you do you get, how do you get the water in? You pour it inside and then... Yeah, you, you have to pour it in. I think you have to uh, pour it in. Temperature is going to be terrible. Well, you, you don't boil it. You have to get one of those kettles like where you can set the temperature. Yeah. Like yeah, but then as soon the as you put it in, it's going to cool down because the, the heat transferred to the... You see, there the you metal. go again, ruining my little fantasies <laughs> of all the toys I want to buy for myself. Oh, but if, you make, <laughs> if you make three, the third one is probably is probably fine. <laughs> well, I always end up making three because I end up playing with it. Like, uh, the first one, oh, not quite. I put a second one in. You yeah. know, honestly, when I, was, when I was opening up the cafe, I used to, I used to, we used to dial in the grinder. Mm-hmm. I don't know how other people do this, and I'm sure I've been doing it wrong for a lot of for a lot of years. But we just dial in the grinder, and it would always take me five shots to get it right nailed. And so uh, I would have events. drunk five shots of espresso before the day oh, even started. It's about to, to test it and just taste it a little bit, not drink the whole thing. I know, but they're so tasty. <laughs> but then you don't need to you don't need to tune it anymore. No, but you know what it is? It's it's like okay, before and there is this uh for for anybody uh that's interested, there's this entire study that James Hoffman did on on how you should best stir your espresso and the answer is you yeah, should. Yeah, I've read that. You read that one? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so this was before I read that. And and so if you don't do that, you will know that an espresso tastes different on the first sip and on the second sip and on the third sip. Absolutely. And and so when I was making the espresso, I'd be like, well, the first sip tastes, you know, okay, but what does the second to sip taste like? Oh, <laughs> so, I, you know, somebody had just told me, you know, look, there's this way of efficiently stirring it that you can mix it properly. Uh, it would have saved me a lot of... Uh, a lot of heart palpitations. A lot of palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're coming up to the end of our time, and and I I just wanted to thank you for for your time. I really wanted to get your story, and oh, yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and but no, you you've you've told a lot of it. You know, your dad had the machines. You were around them, and. You started playing around and building them with the uh, yeah. home equal five now. Basically, I just try to figure it out on my own. Really, I don't. Yeah. I don't follow courses or anything unless I need to. Uh, normally, you can figure it out. I mean, they're, they're quite simple. You take it apart, clean it up, put it back together, and it works. Yeah, Often. you're like one of those. You're like an IKEA, uh, like an IKEA instruction book. It's, sim- it's just follow these simple steps, and it'll work. And then I try. And it doesn't work like that at all. You know? <laughs> so, so people like you who are smart and know how to do stuff with their hands, they, they shrug. They go like, what are you talking about? This is so easy. You just take it apart. You clean it. You put it back together. It's fantastic. It's like... Yeah, but you just have to put it back together the other way around. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> there's always, I, uh, I, I got another horrible admission to make, embarrassing admission to make, but I put a PID. I've got a Gazia Classic, Classic Pro Ooh. at home. Nice. And yeah, you know what? It, it's, it's very basic. It makes great coffee. It's got a great steam wand on there. Um, it's not the same as my Electra, a commercial three group at the shop, but, well, no whilst, I'm a, <laughs> but whilst I'm away, <laughs> you know, I can't really justify one of those. It, it actually makes, it actually makes uh, very, very drinkable espresso. Yeah. Um, but of course, have I, you checked the overpressure valve actually? Have you modified that? No, I've, I've modified the, uh, I put a PID on it. Um, yeah. for the temperature, but and I got nothing with the with the pressure valve. What what, is, what, what so, do I do with that? So when they when they come out of the factory, they are uh, uh, set to to do to deliver co- to deliver water at uh, God knows how many bars. Uh huh. So they don't, they don't do the nine bars. They actually do easily. They, they go fifteen. Oh, that's too much. So you have to actually get a calibration and calibrate by uh, unscrewing the. Uh, the overpressure valve and pa- that will divert uh, the overpressure water part of it mm-hmm. back into the tank uh-huh. if, you don't do, if you don't if you don't touch it ever you will notice that there is no water going back into the into the tank at all ever not even when you use the um, the blind filter to do back uh, back flush back flushing right if you do back flushing do you have any water flowing back into the tank i when you say um, uh, no it just does this, this it comes out the pipe that goes into the drip tray yeah but that's what when you when you stop uh yeah when you, when stop, you stop right it. but while you're pushing it you should have some of the water being diverted back into of the course because you're back flushing there's nothing coming through the pressure exactly. is going to be building and building right exactly so in that case you will see that your pressure actually if you have a, pre- a pressure gauge to, to, to see it, your pressure will go sky high. Fascinating. And that's okay. what you should right. actually, uh, change. Because what, what is common misconception from a, a coffee drinker, really, uh, because I don't consider myself uh, good enough to be on the other side of the bar. I just like to drink the coffee. Um, I've always thought that the commercial machines, they actually have a much higher pressure, which they don't. No, if you get too high a pressure, what happens is you, you put, it's you, you're pushing on the puck and you've compressed the puck. And when you compress the puck too much, it then stops the, uh, it stops the infusion. And then it it becomes a a cycle, like a negative cycle where you, you, the the puck's compressed, uh, more pressure is needed to push, uh, to push the water through. So the pressure increases, but then the puck compresses more and you get into a very negative cycle. And I've always thought that, oh, the, the commercial, they, they have higher pressure. So you, a bit more pressure is, is better. Well, no. <laughs> and, um, and that's why the, the Nespresso coffee machines, for example, are pointless for that, for that point, because they deliver 13, 13, 14 bar, which you don't uh-huh. need. Right. Well, you just need consistent nine bar. Exactly. Um, but uh, so so, what do I what do I do? What do I what what do I need to do? So well, um, if you have um, a gauge to 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 check the pressure, mm-hmm. so I I got it from eBay. Okay, it's oh. a, it's it's an attachment that you you can get from for the for the porta filter. Okay, I'll check one out for the porta filter basket. Or if you have um, 
a gauge that you can attach to the pump. But if if you're not handy, that's probably the most complicated bit. No, I was, give me the basic uh, the basic option. So there is this one that uh, you can get from eBay. Um, mm -hmm. It will make the the whole the whole porta filter leak terribly because uh, of course the, the porta filter is not designed to to contain the water that back flashes from the bottom. Right. So you put it at where the spouts are. Uh huh. Uh, and it's basically it's the same. Um, what is it? Orman uh, gauge that you have in the in the normal espresso coffee machines. Right. It's just attached to to a, to um to an L joint, uh -huh. and you screw it at the bottom of the, of your porta filter, and then you brew. Uh huh. And um, together with the with the water coming out from everywhere, you will also see the, how much your, the the pressure is more or less. Of course, you will have some less. Uh, pressure because some of it is going to be dispersed and then from that you can you can think okay i need to take it down of uh, three four five bars it depends and uh, the overpressure valve it's it depends what, what coffee machines you have coffee machine you have mm -hmm. uh, it's in uh, in the in the feed line anyway in the paros is uh, as soon as you leave the pump there is an overpressure valve in the gadja is in another place which i don't remember i think it's close to the um to the brew head inside and uh, there is a pipe that goes back into the into the tank uh-huh and uh, it plugs this pipe uh, has an end and it, and it plugs into into something in the brew head you take that off and you will see that inside there is um, a hex screw and you need to undo that of a certain amount. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. And that basically will allow some of the water to backflow based on a certain pressure because that's kept by uh, a screw. You. Sorry, by um, a spring. And if you if you decrease the load on the spring, it will open the valve when it reaches nine bar. And okay. That makes, and sense. that makes perfect sense. I think I can do that. Well, if I fitted the PID device. Which, yeah, uh, you find that it was incredibly simple, but it it did pre present a challenge to me. But I, I eventually did get it working. So if you if you actually if you Google uh, OPV valve uh, OPV modif modification or OPV adjustment in um, in a, in Gaja, uh -huh. you will see that there is a, a bazillion uh, topics on forums and. Uh, Fantastic! Can so, I tell you a little hack that we were that I was trying? You can tell me, you can laugh at me, and tell me that this is uh, this won't work. But I was reading, um, I was reading somewhere about people who wanted to try pre-infusion on their mm -hmm. machines. So the Gaggia Classic uh, doesn't come with uh, any pre-infusion. No, so, but you can do it. You can program it. What? You can program it? Well, you can. You have an, um, a PID. If you get the PID from the American uh, uh, distributor, because I think you, you went for the, for, uh, the Mr. Shades. Um... Yes, I went you know exactly <laughs> the one. It's exactly the one I went for, yeah. So that one is a simple one. But yeah. if you get a little more complicated one, you can actually then play with the delivery of the, of the flow. I got the wrong one. Well, I'll tell you what I'm, I'll tell you what I'm doing. So let, let me tell you the hack. Expensive. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Let me tell you the hack. So the hack yeah. is 
that you uh, you open you open the steam wand. So you 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 don't turn the steam wand button on. So you're you're using it for coffee, right? You're making your espresso, mm-hmm. but you open the steam wand. So you got water dribbling out the steam wand. Then you put your porta filter in, and then you for the first five seconds you slowly turn it back so that all the water is going through the uh, the head. Is that is that like an old wives' tale that that works or? Uh, it, that, that's true. It's, there's a lot of variables if you think about it, uh, because there is the variability from the um, the steam wand. Yeah. So you open it, you don't know how much you're opening it, and let's assume mm-hmm. you always open it for, for uh, three quarters of a turn, so yeah. you're consistent in that. But then it depends on your grind, because the back pressure of the grind will determine how much water goes from from the goes out from the pipe from the steam wand right so that will be a difference if you if you have a different grind in a different day or if if it's slightly different loading you you will have a difference in there the easiest thing that i can think of is Uh uh, brew for like one second stop and then brew again right right because that's what uh, that's what happens in the in the normal in the pre-infusion process anyway for right yeah yeah because i was looking at it when i when i put it when i put my d90 back together mm-hmm. uh, i didn't i didn't quite understand what it was going on so i i, I got it uh, as a piece of rust mm-hmm. and uh, i got it for very cheap mm-hmm. because it was being stored in a <clears throat> in the back of a, of a shop for right. uh, i think three or four years with water in. Okay. So, yeah. The inside, let's say that I scooped out uh, lime scale with both hands. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's why I needed phosphoric acid to, to descale it. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. Uh, so the inside was quite gross. Uh, after cleaning it, I still didn't know if the if the brain was, was live or dead. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea if it was working. <laughs> so when I managed to plug it in and have it working and uh, have it purging and filling, then I was relieved. Uh, and I was trying to see, okay, how does it deliver? What do these different uh, programmable buttons do? Because it has programmable buttons. Right. And in two of the modes, they actually have pre-infusion. But I didn't know about pre-infusion at the moment. To be honest, mm-hmm. I didn't really. It's, it wasn't something that s- struck me uh, right away. I was uh, mostly fiddling, and I was like, "Okay, that's interesting." Then I realized, "Okay, yes, it's actually doing pre-infusion," because I read it in the manual. Actually, aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Because I've read, yeah, I've read the manual after I put it together. Of course, right? <laughs> We're guys. That's uh, what we do. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's. Um, it's interesting to put it back together to have it to have it working and. Uh, who cares? <laughs> exactly. So I I was reading the manual and they was saying, okay, you can actually uh, set up the pre-infusion. And what it does is basically it's uh, it turns the, the pump on and then it opens the uh, the, um, the brewing for uh-huh. a bit, like one second, two seconds. It depends how you program it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it stops and then it goes again. So, right, so we, can just, we can just do that manually. You can definitely. We call that the poor man's pre-infusion. That's what we'll call it. Yeah, but 
to be honest, at the flows that you deliver in um, in a manual coffee machines, in a manual coffee machine, I would really like to see the difference between the two. Yeah. And yeah. Have, have the same done with pre-infusion and without pre-infusion and see if you can actually see the difference or taste the difference. Well, I, you know, there's something um, when I'm looking, obviously when I'm pulling a, uh, pulling a shot from a commercial machine, there's no doubt that it's a better shot. You know, well, yeah. there's no doubt. You have to consider that those are designed to do 300 coffees an hour. Right. So... Uh, but even if you're making just the one coffee, it makes the one coffee better than the one coffee I can make on my home machine. And yeah. my, and okay, that's fair enough because one's, you know, 7,000, <laughs> you know, but what can you expect? But I, I, what, what interests me is the why, like how close can I get it? Well, so there is a, um, a, a video of um, of a gadget representative that shows the, the a coffee being made by a gadget espresso deluxe or a gadget evolution something like that with a pressurized porta filter right uh, with a gadget classic and then with a gadget commercial and okay. uh, he actually is explaining that look the the porta filter are the same all throughout the the, the series hmm you can actually fit the same porta filter in the commercial coffee machine. And that's one thing I really like about the Gadja. Because yeah. it doesn't matter if you have the 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 you know the the poor man's Gadja or the super duper uh three group head. Yeah. They're prepared they're professional fifty eight mil porta filters. They're good. Exactly. No, actually, they have the same weight. Uh huh. That means that they have the same amount of brass. In all of them, uh -huh. and that means that they all have the same uh, thermal uh, properties. So they will all. That. You have to you have to think about that because it, it's if all of them weigh about uh, I think they are two hundred and sixty gram or three hundred and sixty gram something something like that. Yeah. That means that you have about two hundred uh, probably two or, two or three hundred grams of brass, and once that's hot that stays hot for a long time. If you have a lightweight one, it's in aluminum, for example, or in, uh, in steel, yeah. it will not stay hot at the same time or it will overheat. <clears throat> if you think, like, um, think of um, uh, central heating uh, radiators, that's, that's the word. Think of radiators. Yeah. If, you have <clears throat> if you have a cast iron radiator, it's going to take forever to heat up but then yeah. it's going to stay hot it's for the whole hot time. for a long time. Yeah, exactly. And you have less variability because you're going to pull shots through it and it's, it's going to give off the heat, but without losing it too much. That makes sense. I hadn't thought about that. I've learned something. I've learned a lot today. <laughs> Listen, Max, we're going to have to, we're going to have to wrap it up as much as I'd love to continue talking oh, yeah, to you. No, 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 man. It's just, it's so interesting. It's so interesting to, and I got to be honest with you, I, I, you know, all, all of the places that I, that I, you know, normally go to read about coffee machines. Uh, this is, this has been a golden conversation. I've learned a lot and it's been great talking to you. Um, so, uh, so, uh, uh, I, I, and I've got some good ideas now on how I can go and immediately 
start tinkering with my with my classic in the kitchen to see if I can uh, if I can pull some better shots out of there. So um, once you change the over pressure valve, you're going to to fall in love with that coffee machine. That's a game changer, huh? Absolutely. Wonderful. Max, it's a, it's a real pleasure. Thank you very much. And I won't take up any more of your time from this, this beautiful day. I'm sure the wife has got, uh, got chores for you to do. <laughs> well, you know her. <laughs> All right, Max. Take care. Thank you. Bye.